Good day, good day, and welcome to Your Voice, Your Power. I am Anika Wilson, and today I have with me three fabulous women on our first weekly panel session. And today we're going to be talking about boundaries, boundaries, boundaries during the holidays. And who doesn't need to hear this conversation? So we're going to start off with introductions, and I'm going to start off with one of my original panelists, Miss Linda Clay. Hey, Linda. Hey, how are you? Thank you for having me, inviting me here today. It's I'm, awesome to have you. I'm a business coach and lifestyle strategist, and I help entrepreneurs create the life they want first and then build their business around them and get through all the stuff that goes with that. Cool. Do you want more? All right, let's go ahead, Monica. <laughs> oh, hey. I was with, <laughs> good to see you. Let's just jump right in. Boundaries, boundaries, boundaries. Uh, I'm a transformational coach. I'm an emotional leadership coach. I work with women in terms of um, stepping into their greatness. And how does one do that? Well, boundaries is a beginning. Boundaries will equal your success, no matter if it's relationship, if it's business, if it's walking your dog across the street. You got to have some sort of boundaries to get to the other side. So, I'm here and I'm grateful to be part of this uh, uh, diverse panel. And uh, thanks, thanks so much. All right, Dillis, tell everybody who you are and what you do. Hola, my name is Dillis Victoria. I am a publicist and media story coach. I secure media bookings for aspiring influencers who are ready to share their powerful story after overcoming struggles so they can inspire world change. All right now. So we are gonna start off with Miss Monica because Monica, is um, the one that keeps me in check when it comes to boundaries. And it's so funny because whenever I see her name, I think about boundaries. And whenever she says anything, I think about that coach that is like that conditioning coach, like when you're running track. And no matter what they say, you know they mean business. That's Monica. So we're gonna start off with Monica and um, tell everybody, you said a little bit about what you feel about boundaries and why it's important, but what really made you what, what made you really emphasize this topic in your life and in your business and in, in the lives of others? Well, I, I've been in the game for 25 plus years of either in middle management, running facilities, facilitating for others, hiring. I mean, the list, list, list. I was also a midwife for 16 years. And it's interesting to me to see um, uh, new mamas and families um, really have to set boundaries with Who's going to see the baby? Who's going to hold the baby? So I learned a lot from um, watching that whole process. And in my own personal life, setting boundaries with my own family, which is the hardest thing mm. anyone can do. Mm. The closer they are to you in terms of relationship, mm. the harder it is to set the boundaries. Um, and, uh, you know, I just, I can share what I know. Um, I have some, some secrets that I use that I will talk about. Um, it's helped me immensely. And they're simple. It's nothing big and grandiose. It's just simple, practical um, information. You know, it's interesting that you say that because boundaries has been a struggle that I've had my whole life. And it has pretty much ruined a lot of my life because I didn't know how to implement boundaries, especially with my mother. And, you know, um, I tell a lot of people my mother is mentally ill and boundaries is invisible to somebody that has certain illnesses. They're, they're just not there. And, and when you come from certain backgrounds, you're not really allowed to, to really 
put those in place or you don't feel that you can. You know, knowing when you can and when you cannot execute things, that's the key is that we often feel that we don't have a right to. And, um, and so then you have extremes. And those extremes are what cause chaos because of the inability to execute boundaries. Yes. There's a great book. I'm going to jump in real quick. Great book called The Book of No's by mm -hmm. Susan Newman, PhD. There's 365 no's <laughs> you can say each day. And I found the book amazing. So I just want to throw that out there. I wrote it down because I need that. I already know. <laughs> the K-N-O-W, no. <laughs> Not the N-O, no. Oh, I had the N-O. With the possible, <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. No, Let me no, write I'm playing on what you just said. It's the it is the book of N O. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. I've had too much caffeine, so there. That's we have okay, it. but we need to know both of them, though. So, <laughs> it's all good to be in the know. You know what I mean? So I I do. All right, Monica. What's your first topic? What what? Because you're the one that got. Secret. So here's the thing is I, 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 I'm just going to jump into the list because we're here and people have a short amount of time in their lives. So I, I uh, assess the needs of my family. Hmm. When I go away, my kid's going to overeat on sugar. He's going to stay up too late. Um, <laughs> he's going to give me more disrespect than ever because, you know, he's trying to be his own individual and, yep. and show off and whatever, whatever. And um, I, I accept that. So my leash is a lot short, longer. Mm -hmm. I don't have to be hovering so much around him. So as long as I know that's the game we're going to play once we go to the relative's house and kind of just let hands off, hands free. There's no, ex you know, I don't have any yeah. expectations. I'm not set up. Yeah. Um, expectations. I get that's a really good, good point. Yeah. Really? So no expectations. expectations. You know, he's going to stay up late. He's going to be cranky. Um, I'll let the grandparents have that. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they can have that piece. I'm yeah. gonna go out here and take a walk. You take a break. So, um, so get in line with your parent, your co-parent, and your spouse. Let's we're a united force. Okay, what are we gonna really be? What's our what's our focus? You know, is it make sure that A, B, and C are taken care of, or are we gonna let that go? So as long as you get on the same page with the person you're traveling with, um, your co-parent again, your spouse, your wife, your husband, your whomever. Uh, um, in terms of how you want to parent in the holiday season, because it's oftentimes different at someone else's house. It is it's your own house because you're their rules, um, whatever they may be. Um, Timing is different too, because you have more hours in the day where they don't have that structure. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, uh, potential arguments may, may uh, arise. Guaranteed. A little, little disagreement here and there. So mm -hmm. take, it, take it to another room. You have the pause clause. I used to say when I worked with my pregnant moms, there's a clause where you can pause in your agreement, right? So I'm gonna take five minutes and we're gonna go in this room and we're gonna talk about what you just said. Um, I'm not gonna do the laundry, dirty laundry in front of the relatives who you see maybe once, once a year, twice a year, because in it, what kind of reflection do you wanna put out in the world of how you are in the world? So we just take a moment, okay, we're gonna agree that we're gonna go aside and take care of our business in another room. Um, I don't allow any unkind behavior. I don't care what day it is. I don't care what house I'm in. Um, I don't care what shoes I'm wearing. <laughs> it doesn't matter if 
you paid for my house, you paid for my, you paid, you paid, you paid. There's no, there's no reason to be, to accept unkind behavior from anybody. So that's always a constant and even more so during the holidays. Um, fourth one, change the subject or redirect the subject. Yes. So there's a conversation you're just not into, a hot topic arises, you're like, oh. So redirect or say nothing. You know, you don't have to participate in that. Um, and, you know, other people react to you is their reaction, has nothing to do with you, which kind of, I go back to the four agreements. Are you familiar with that book? Yep, amazing book. Oh my gosh. Amazing. So do you want to speak, who, who said it, Dillis? Or, mm -hmm. Yeah, do you want to speak on that, Dillis? And talk about I, by uh, Don Miguel Riz, The Four Agreements Changed My Life. Yeah, I, I was on the elliptical four years ago reading the book when I was in the gym trying to work out. And I realized I'm supposed to work out my brain and my mental and my emotional and not, not so much the physical. So it helped me with boundaries um, where my mom and my family was concerned because I was always the people pleaser saying yes to everyone because I didn't want to be a disappointment. I didn't want to feel like I was rejected because growing up, that's how I felt. So it taught me, you know, just a, more self-love than anything else and self-respect and making sure that I'm priority and not to put myself last as I was doing. So that's what that book did for me. So I learned to say no, N-O, but also to, to know K-N-O-W. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> So that's what that book did for me, but you're absolutely right. And to piggyback off of what Anika said with my mom, being that she was in and out of my life, it was when we did get together, it was kind of like, wow, you know, I have her here, so I want to make sure I make the best of it. So mm -hmm. I have to make sure everything she wants me to do and say everything she wants mm -hmm. me to say, blah, 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 blah. And afterwards, it was like, this is just BS. Like, I can't do this. We are eggshells. It's eggshells. Everything <laughs> is eggshells, you know? And that's a horrible feeling, but I want to say something to what Monica said. She said, you don't have to participate. Exactly. And you know, that's crazy because it's the thing. And, and, and me and Monica were talking one day and you do anticipate you, it causes anxiety. Just you anticipate and being in an environment that you're no longer in because when we're in our own environments, we control what we do and what we're, what we allow around us. And then you go back to this situation that really has pretty prompted all of our, our careers because we came from something we're like, okay, we're not doing this. We're going to do it this way. And then you have to go back after you think differently, your perspective is differently. And that's really hard because um, we don't feel that we have a choice about what we participate in or what we're around. And another thing you said, Monica was going in a different room and not airing it. And I know in our family, everything goes down, everything goes down. It just goes down in wherever it is. And it's really hard to control that, but, um, but, but by choosing what we respond to and what we don't respond to and what we participate in and what we don't, you know what, if that means that we're called too good or whatever, I, I'm, I'm okay with that. And I think to the point, if I can, um, I know in my um, growing up, you were not you actually weren't allowed to be yourself. There was a very, um, I think it's a generational thing. Yep. You, you fit. I brought it up before we started. It was a scripting. So you have a family of children and each one of them are, are put into a role mm -hmm. that you then carry over yep. into your adulthood. And it's taken me years to understand that process and how to get past it. And I'm still learning about how to get past it. I mean, um, Dr. Joe Dispenza talks about muscle memory 
And so, so much of what, how we react today in our adulthood comes from situations we went through when we were a child. And sometimes we don't even recognize that. Mm -hmm. We're just reacting because that's what we've always done. Mm -hmm. And it really came to head with me. My oldest daughter has battled um, substances for since she was 14. She's in her 40s now. And she's homeless. And she's gone through these huge um, things. Well, they affected me. Yep. When she was 14 to 16, it affected me. And it wasn't until I stepped back and, and I actually went to a, a course on tough love that I realized that I don't have to take this. You know, and I actually had to go, okay, I can't fix it. There's no bandage. There's nothing I can do as a parent. She's got to do this herself. That was the first time I set a really tough boundary. Fast forward years later, she's still doing drugs. She's had a, you know, unbelievable life. And she was, I could feel her sucking my energy again. And so I had to say, you know what, sweetie, I love you. I will always love you. Who, you know, who you really are, but I can't be around you until you're clean. When you're clean and you're ready, let's, you know, let's get back in touch. And I didn't talk to her for over two years. It was the hardest boundary to set in my life. Mm -hmm. But I think it goes to that whole point of we've got to look at ourselves. We've got to put those boundaries in place and honor ourselves in this whole process. That is very true. And I know for me, it's very hard to set boundaries because I think of abandonment issues, you know, and being a people pleaser dealers, like that's just always been who I was. It was to get that, that validation that you didn't get as a child. And that, that does stay with you, um, Linda, because most of our personalities were developed from our childhood. And you look at the hypervigilance and you look at the anxiety and you look at all of the things that you do and trying to build the accolades and all that. And it trickles all the way back to that. And, and you also talked about generational things. I was the youngest grandchild. You know, everybody had, you had the child's table and adult table and you, you don't advocate for yourself. You don't speak up. You take whatever you get and you shut up. And, and it's hard because then, you know, we get, you know, and I think I'm the youngest on the call and I'm 37, you know, and I'm just now finding my voice. That is why I, I have a, a, a show because, when you're you're muted you know and you're not allowed to advocate for yourself or speak up for so long and we go through our lives trying to find a way to say what we really feel and then when you talk about implementing and executing boundaries it, it contradicts it it's like okay you're meaning to say that i'm valuable enough that i can determine who has access to me you know that's really hard for a lot of people I think for women, especially, they don't, they really don't know how valuable they are. No. Because, you know, I was talking here, I grew up, you know, in the sixties and we had burn the bra and we were like, you know, women's rights and we're going to do all this kind of stuff. Right. And I'm talking to my niece a couple of weeks ago, she's 35. And I was telling her, you know, what I'm doing with my Facebook group and I'm doing all this stuff and that I really want to keep doing it. And she goes, she goes, Annie, Linda, women are still the same. She mm. said, they still lack confidence. They still, you know, are conditioned to take yep. care of everyone else. Yep. Mm -hmm. And by doing that, you get lost, mm -hmm. you know? And so it's like, but that, you know, to Monica's point, we need to, as a collective, 
help women empower themselves to stand into their power because they've got it. I mean, they are earth changing. And not be apologetic. Right. And yes, and apologize. My sister asked me that all the time because I'm like you, I'm a people pleaser. I grew up being, I was the middle child, you know, so I had my younger brother who, uh, my grandfather was German. So like this, the air came to the, you know, and my older sister and, so I was always trying to please everyone, peacemaker. You know, I was going to say the peacekeeper. Yeah, the peacekeeper. This says a lot about the environment when you have that person that's there. Right. Like, and, and a lot of people don't see it that deep, but that's exactly what it is. When you have yeah. that person that just kind of, oh, don't worry about it. It's okay. It's that person that's trying to keep the calm. It's, yeah. You know, they're just, because obviously it's chaos. And, and a lot of people don't get that, but it does carry into your life because then it, it makes it okay for the chaos to continue. And you have to finally learn that, you know what? No. You know, I can stop this before it happens. Right. And that's, that's what a lot of people, and like you said, women don't have value. And, and I, it, it scares me because even teenagers, you know, it's like, nope, they still got 20 more years for they're really going to get it. And that's, that's a scary thought, but it's the reality. Right, right. And, I, you know, I wonder, too, if I interject here, is how many of those women um, are highly sensitive? I'm going to throw that in the mix. Because if you know there's chaos you're seeing something happening in the room and you want to try to fix it mm -hmm. because you have that depth of processing, mm -hmm. which is one of the traits of being highly sensitive. And I'm an extrovert. So people are like, Oh my God, you're an extrovert. Oh, you're not a Oh yeah. I'm super sensitive. I just exactly. tell you about it. I just tell you about it. Right. Right. <laughs> well, extrovert. or they're empathic. So, yeah. Or they're well, empathic. Yeah. yeah. And you know, that sort of, because we sense things and it's a trait people are born with is 20% of the population. I find a lot of my clients are. Really? It's only 20. 20%. So let so me tell you are, why. We're gems then. Yes, we are. <laughs> and let me tell and I tell you, everyone on this call, I believe is highly sensitive from what you just said. All of you, all of you in Zeus is me saying this out. Yeah. So, and the reason being, uh, we were the shamans. We are the shamans, the peacekeepers, mm -hmm. the priestesses and the priests. Yes. We see, so back in the day when we all lived in, you know, huddles and huts and caves and whatnot, the highly sensitive people smelled that smoke coming mm -hmm. over the ridge. Yeah, heard that heard that mountain lion that no one else was hearing. Intuition. So sense that impending danger. So I use mine as a superpower to the tenth, as much as I can daily, whatever, whatever, right. and just share that information. So it goes along with, um, if you're a peacekeeper, great, then do it with integrity and with boundaries. That's yeah. right. Claim that, claim that spot. That's okay to be a peacemaker because you're it making is. peace. But the, like you said, Monica, for 20 years, I did it without the boundaries. You know, I worked in yeah. social services. I was on yeah. call, I, but I, I never stopped and I didn't sleep and I was doing it because I was doing everything I could to try to keep people from feeling like I felt. And, yeah. and now in business, you know, I listen to you and I hear people all the time and, and it is okay to turn off. Because, you know, I guess from the hypervigilance, you're so scared to disconnect. I, like now, I still have a problem. I don't cut my phone off. I, it scares me to cut my phone off because I have been in chaos so much with psychosis and whatever's going on and never knowing when the phone's going to ring or something's going to happen or somebody's yeah. sick or, you know. Yeah. And, and it's scared. It literally causes me panic attacks to disconnect. Yeah. And that goes to show, you know, that no matter how far we come, but that the impact that our past has on us you know people think that you know you have it together whatever like that but 
even, you know, like you said, going to the holidays and, and traveling and going back into environments and things like that, the, the anxiety. And I was saying to you when we were talking about the show, everybody doesn't get excited about the holidays because it's not all joy for everybody. You know, yeah. a lot of people escape their families. And so when you're talking about bringing all that back together after it has taken years to go apart and to get away and to find your identity and to find your strength and your inner strength and your outer strength and your physical and your mental, it's, yeah. it's a scary thought for a lot of people, you know? And then you talk about Linda, people who have the relatives who are in active addiction. I have a relative in active addiction mm -hmm. and I don't even know what yeah. addiction it is because it's just, I can't get, we don't talk about it. You know, and, and if you ask a question, you don't get an answer. And so, you know, it's like everybody thinks that everything's okay and everybody's wearing masks and wearing masks. it's not hunky-dory. <laughs> yeah. You know, they, um, and do it. The, the thing, I think part of the problem in this day and age is the white noise mm. contributes to, and I was just having this conversation this week because I don't think our minds are actually built to take in this constant barrage of information and noise and glitter and emulation like and all this stuff. And so you're trying to absorb it all and you don't know how to put decent boundaries down anymore. You know, when, when I was growing up and say like the Vietnam war, you know, that was the first time we actually had almost instantaneous news. I mean, they would put it on TV. Prior to that, I mean, think about it. People got it off the radio. Mm -hmm. So there's no visual. Mm -hmm. You don't have the visual input. You just have the person telling you. Mm -hmm. Or you have, you know, newscasters in the early, late 50s and 60s that were just telling you the news. Mm -hmm. You go on TV now and the news is a show everything mm -hmm. instant you know and our, i don't think our minds can actually take that in so mm -hmm. that adds to that stress mm -hmm. you know you watch tv now and and you're, somebody put this post on facebook and it was like i've never gotten a car for christmas you know <laughs> but you see that on tv so <laughs> i know what you're talking about oprah you get a car you get a car, get a car right. yeah, i know <laughs> i knew exactly what you were because of, to me, it's tell lies vision. It's just a whole bunch of lies. So I don't I even have I, I like that tell lies vision. That's good. Yeah. And me being an empath is too much. Like, I just, I, I can't do it. I'm like, you know what? Screw the TV. Um, my fiance, she wants to get a smart TV. I'm like, you can watch Netflix and all the other stuff. But we are not going to get cable. We're not watching. We're not doing none of that foolishness. It's because it's foolishness. Yeah. yeah. And so see, I'm the opposite. I want to know what's going on so that I can mentally prepare for the chaos. Like, I just, I have to know. I panic if I don't know what the air looks like. Like, I'm texting Monica, like, yeah. can you breathe out there, you know? Because I see California, I think about Monica. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, yep. so I need to know. Like, I go crazy to be disconnected. Um, Girl, please, just go on Facebook. Facebook got everything live on the <laughs> Yeah, right? Anything. Talk, You're like this. nothing. <laughs> Okay. Or YouTube just be like CBS Live and everything will pop up. That's why I don't miss television. I really, I haven't seen, I haven't watched TV in three years. So can I jump in here and tell my fifth thing real quick? Because sure. these are my favorite. And I also want to talk Linda, about what Linda said about self-care early on. Clearly the mantra, whatever that looks like for you. Um, some people it's a glass of wine. Woo! Some people it's whatever, a walk, it's a run, it's Oprah. Ellen, whomever. 
Um, these are the two things I like to say. Um, when there's a hot topic, if something feels uncomfortable in the room, I am having trouble um, redirecting the conversation or, or not keeping my mouth shut. <laughs> um, ooh, I have to go potty. <laughs> <laughs> Go potty because you know what's happening. You're by yourself unless you have a little one on, you know, underfoot. Second of all, you close the door. No Get one's going to dispute you have to go to the bathroom. No <laughs> one's going to challenge that, if you will. And you can stay in there 20 minutes. You know, not no to get too graphic. Going in there. <laughs> no one care. No one wants to know TMI, TMI, TMI. So I have to go potty is one of my big phrases I like to use. And I can stay in there and read my, read my book <laughs> and hang out and do whatever I want, meditate. Um, but it gets me out of the situation. It's an escape. It really is. Yep. You know, and um, the second is, oh, I have to go work out because I want so-and-so's pumpkin pie tonight. And, and people are like, oh, because it's appropriate for the situation again. Yeah. So I go out for an hour. I go down. We're, go we, we're going to my family in Oklahoma where they live on a golf course and they have this gym and we're going to walk to the gym and spend probably an hour and a half there during the day. Great. I'm happy to do so. Um, just to get out, just again, get out of the house and love. offer yourself self care. So those are two things I really like to say. Um, when I get overwhelmed, overstimulated, um, it's just too much of everything going on, going on. Um, that's, that's how I build on my self care. Um, and no one disputes it. So that's, that's my final thing that I like to, my, my go-to. Those are my two go-tos. Those are great. Those are great. We actually are to um, Houston with uh, my fiance's family. And before she moved here to Savannah, it was like a big to-do with her daughters. And they were upset because she was leaving and how dare she propose to me and how dare we get married and yada, yada, yada. So we're working on setting the boundaries for that situation because even though things are okay, it's still a little uncomfortable for them. So now the fact that she told them, you know, I'm not coming without Dillis and if she can't go, I'm not coming for Christmas. So they had to swallow that right. <laughs> and now to actually meet me face to face because they haven't met me yet. So mm -hmm. I could only imagine what that conversation is. Yeah, they haven't met me yet. I didn't know that part. Well, because when I went in May for Mother's Day weekend, it was like, how, why did she have to come on Mother's Day weekend as Mother's Day weekend? And I'm like, it's not a big deal. So she's texting them and calling them and they're ignoring her. And then she's telling them that she was going to propose, but she didn't have time to tell them. So then when she did propose, it was like a big to do. It was like, oh my God, how dare you? I'm like, well, when they decided to get married or be with their partners or significant others they didn't ask you permission to do so or for validation or permission so why the hell do you need to explain yourself to them you're the mom so we got into that conversation so we're going um next month so i'll keep you guys posted on how that goes you know it's interesting because i i pretty much just cut everybody off in order to get married and be happy because when i tried to do everything with everybody involved it was about everybody but me and yeah. You know, I've had to really adjust in the last four months of just how to live my own life because I've never done that. I've kind of escaped in everybody else because when you do that, you really don't worry about you. But when people say take care of you, the first thing I always say to them is, what does that mean? Because we do take care of everybody else. And then I got a career of taking care of everybody else. And so 
it has literally just turned into something. So when you talk about boundaries or you talk about health, you know, yeah, I know how to teach mental health and mental wellness, but do I execute it? No, I grew up meditating. I grew up eating right. I grew up doing these things. But when you get in the hustle and bustle of life and when you're constantly reacting to life and other people's behaviors, it is really hard to be intentional because you want to do things and then other people impact what you're doing and then you just give up and then you just say, forget it. I don't care. I'm just rolling with it. And so this conversation makes me really think because, you know, I don't, I didn't think that I was executing boundaries, but I, I now realize that's exactly what I did. But that's why I said it's extreme for me because anytime I've tried to put boundaries in place, people take an inch, an inch, and then a mile. And so that's why it was either access or access denied. And, um, and that's a lot of people's realities. But the one thing I want people to understand is that it is very hard to, um, you know, I post a lot about choosing who you allow in your life and who you don't because it really has changed the trajectory of my life of who I have denied access to and where my life has gone since. And that is a boundary. And a lot of people need to put that boundary in place and are afraid. And the one thing that I want to say to people is do not be afraid of happiness and never run away from peace. Oh, true. If you know what stands between your mental dysfunction and peace, you know what the solution is. Never be afraid to pull that card because you deserve it. Yep. And I think, I think boundaries has a bad rap. I think people think that setting boundaries uh, means that you're selfish. Yes. But I'm saying that setting boundaries is practicing self-care. It is. Because mm -hmm. you're practicing, you're putting in place things that are stopping that negative, I call them negative um, or energy vampires. Those people that suck the life out of you. And they can come in any shape, size, or form. They can be work-related. They can be home-related. It doesn't matter. Yep. But... It's the hardest thing to do if it's family, mm -hmm. but you know, as I've learned, it's the best thing you can do for yourself is to learn to say no. doesn't mean you're mean. It doesn't mean you're selfish. It just means that, you know what? My space is my space and I can't, I can't deal with this. It's not, you know, you're not good for me right now. Come back later. Kind of like, you know, you're shopping and not making a decision right away. <laughs> When you do come back later, make sure that you come back correct. Yeah, right. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. And the thing, too, is boundaries are some marathon with some people. Mm. Hey, they don't believe you. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, oh, I don't believe that. I'm going to come closer because I don't really believe you because you don't believe it. Yep. And then it's exhausting sometimes to keep yeah. holding up that, that whatever that boundary is. Mm -hmm. And um, oftentimes it's a marathon for the people closest with you, to you around you so mm -hmm. that's where the self-care comes in because if you can't regenerate you can't hold your boundary clearly that if is you're frazzled in other areas ooh, the boundary frazzles with you and you kind of melt into it so again linda said mika said Dilla said self-care mm -hmm. monica said self-care <laughs> well you know and, and to your to your point monica it's like you know we're raised to want to be loved I mean, that's human nature, right? We want to be liked. We want to be loved. So mm -hmm. we're, we grow up in this path and we think that the only way to be loved or liked slash is by, you know, doing things for everybody else. Mm -hmm. And then the words boundary comes up and it's like, oh, wait a minute. No, I, I can't do, I can't do that because they won't like me or they won't love me. 
rejection, that fear. It's re reject yeah. And so it all comes, stems from that. And what people, and myself included, had to learn is that people are going to love me no matter what. Mm -hmm. They are. So if I say, you know, no, not right now. But you know what? That starts with us loving ourselves. Because that's exactly. something I just started about a, a year ago. It was the yeah. first time I realized, I was like, you know what? I love the skin I'm in and I'm okay with who I am right. and how I look and how I feel. And, you know, being told I was fat for so long and all these things, you know, I started being told I was fat at the age of uh, 15 when I was modeling. I was considered full figured in the 90s before that was a thing. And so I quit modeling because I didn't want to be a full figured model. And I was like, I think I'm normal, but you're telling me I'm fat, you know? And so that starts back then. And it, it I mean, over a 20 year period, it ate me alive. And, and so then it didn't even matter, you know, <clears throat> if it was said continuously, but it starts from there. And so when you talk about us wanting love and accepting love, it, it, it has to begin with loving ourselves. And we say self-care to a lot of people, but we need to really elaborate on what it means because some people honestly don't know what it means self-love and to your point so i was married when i was 20 i raised my two daughters i lost my husband um 20 years ago i raised my granddaughter so i raised two families in a period of till i was like 63 and what i just realized is that from the time that my husband died until now I've been on that path of self-love because as a female or a woman you take care of I'm take care of everybody else you don't learn to love yourself because everybody's telling you how to be what you should be doing oh no Linda you shouldn't do that you know that's mm -hmm. parents will do that so you take that in mm -hmm. and so Self-love is the key to any healthy relationship, but it starts with yourself. If you don't love yourself, if you don't practice that self-love, then that's one reason why boundaries never work. Exactly. I was going to say, True. you have nowhere to go. Yeah. Part of self-love for me was leaving New York City and moving to Savannah, Georgia. Environment is everything. <laughs> yeah. Next will be a year that I moved, and when I told everyone they were moving, but why? And my, my response to them is, why not? Why stay stuck here in a state where the energy frequency is crazy and people are stressed out and depressed because you're living from paycheck to paycheck and there's so much crime and so much stuff going on in New York City. I decided to move out of the environment and come to a place where it's more peaceful and quiet for me to think and connect. Mm -hmm. And so that was a major shift in self-love on my part that I did for myself yeah. and setting a boundary because setting a boundary, being away from New York is a huge boundary in itself because there's too much going on over there. So I decided to just remove myself from the situation. And one thing that a lot of people are telling me, oh, you're running away from your problems. I'm like, I don't have issues like that. I'm not running away from anything. I'm running towards peace and love. That's what I'm running towards. I'm not running away from anything. Mm -hmm. That's so that beautiful. That, that I had to set for myself because I understand New York is great. And if you could make it in New York, you can make it anywhere. My ancestors and my spirit guides are here in Savannah. Why, why would I not want they're to They're with you wherever you go. But they're more here. I feel them here. <laughs> I feel them. I feel them. That's, because, that's because you can finally hear them. Because you can <laughs> hear them in New York. They <laughs> you just couldn't hear it. Yeah. Girl, they speak loud to me. Chaos. You know what? I couldn't hear them in New York because of the damn buses and trains. And that's right. Yeah. Exactly. 
<laughs> Why do you think I live in the trees? I live in the trees. If I want to go to the city, it takes me 45 minutes and I'm there and I can be my urban self. And then I come back in my bird-like self. So and you probably just go, ha, ah, zen moment. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I'm not trying to hear those noises anymore. Yes. Um, so I have a question for self-care for everybody. What does sure. everybody do? Or what are they going to, either what they do now or what were they gonna, what are they going to do in the holidays? What's that one I thing? I take nice long showers with my recharge sage and mint body wash and I speak to my ancestors and my spirit guides and I stay there for a minute and I go into the bed and the other thing I do is when I know that I'm overworking myself as because we're all entrepreneurs and you know you want to get stuff done. <laughs> so I'm, laughing. I'm laughing because Dillis is always calling me at night stop working yep stop working I'm like did you eat did you drink water? Every morning she calls. She says, did you yeah. eat yet? No. Yeah. I, had, I implemented that within myself, drinking more water, um, you know, eating properly, taking my vitamins and shutting it down, like shutting the laptop down, shutting the, shutting everything down. Yeah. And resting, like, like really, really resting and turning off my mind because I have 5 million hamsters in a wheel just spinning all day, every day. You guys know you're creatives and it's always going. So yes. learning how to just shut everything down. I haven't learned not, yet. Not just taking out <laughs> all the noise out of my head. That's what I do for self-care. For me, it's music. I literally, when I'm not on a podcast, I have my Pandora playing. The channels change according to my mood. Um, I used to do devotion every morning watching either Michael Todd or John Gray or Lisa Bevere or Priscilla Shirer. And that's what shifted my life. Um, I, um, I made a vision board and it's funny because it's the first time I've done it when everything in the year happened. And so I, I can see that in the last year of me being intentional and getting up every day and spending that time with myself and, and being, I, I learned what I needed to pour into me in order to get a different result because I didn't like my thoughts before. And so um, for me, that's music and devotion. And also even having, um, um, what do you call these things? I can't find the word. Affirmations. Yes. Affirmations. All around the house, you know? And, um, and, and so um, I'm still working on the unplugged part because I have, I, I have the, the watch, the iPad, the computer. I put one down and the other one dings. And I'm like, okay, well, I might win. I've never seen someone that has so much freaking technology in her home. I'm like, girl, what the stuff? Can you walk away? Just do it. But no. I got to check that. I'm like, oh my God, Anika, you drive me. I just want to go through the laptop and just shake. <laughs> I'm working on it. I'm working on it. And that's something that I want people to really understand about entrepreneurs and even working from home. Everybody thinks that we have it made. No, we actually work longer hours because we don't have the commute time and we don't have this. And, and so I wind up working 12 and 14 hour days and everybody's like, why are you tired? But I also love what I'm doing. And for me, sometimes it is my self-care, um, making graphics. It's the artistic side of me that's relaxing and things like that. So, but for me, mostly music, Monica, long, long-winded, short-winded music. And I practice, uh, how do I practice self-care? I do things like get off the computer and wash the dishes. I mean, a simple thing like that, it centers me just to do the little dishes that I have. I'm by myself right now. I'm heading to California in a few weeks to be with the grandkids for Christmas. So, um, you know, if the weather's nice, which is usually nicer than Seattle, I'll do walks. I love walking. 
And so that's what I'll do here. If it's not raining, um, I'll take long walks. You know, I try to do three to four miles and it just, I don't know, being out in nature, I think is one of the most beneficial things a person can do. And they're actually writing books about it now and stuff because we're not, we're in our houses all the time on the computer, getting all that, you know, white noise into our heads. And there's something I took some several weeks ago with the trees were just bright orange and red and yellow and the sky for once was blue. And I mean, it was like God's creation, really. I mean, the colors was like, you know, if you believe in God or universe or whatever, they took a paintbrush and just totally, it was absolutely gorgeous. But that, the walking helps me out tremendously just to recenter. That's something I need to do. And then I binge watch TV. I do that too, Linda. I do it because it shuts off yeah. all those, yeah. like you, <laughs> the little hamsters in my head. And so I find my favorite show and mm -hmm. I will watch a couple episodes of it yeah. every single night. And I'll watch seasons oh, of it. So and then I'm going to have to swap shows <laughs> watch wild at heart is my new one. Oh my god it's so good it's filmed in africa oh, the animals and stuff are just like amazing blacklist for me oh yeah i've watched every single one of those <laughs> oh my gosh love that show so i can feel uh i can feel myself in about three weeks having to go to the bathroom a lot <laughs> a lot more than usual <laughs> so that's going to be on my list uh, but I, I need to get outside for sure well i'm gonna uh, tell y'all a secret i'm going to the in-laws for the first time ever so i've never done this you know this i'm a newlywed so um i don't know how to feel just feel yourself that's it which first time I first time I visited my mother-in-law's house, I I was like, what can I serve? How can I help? And I shit, I said nothing and mm -hmm. did whatever she told me to do. Mm -hmm. I come from a southern family and that's what you do. Yeah. Um, and we're buds. We're you know, forever buds this way. Well, it's all sisters-in-laws and brothers-in-laws. We don't have any parents left, so. Any parents. Oh, okay. I do, I do but he doesn't. So this is But there's always that one matriarch. Yep. Even though parents mm -hmm. are gone, you know I'm saying? There's always one matriarch in charge, yeah. or there's one patriarch. There's someone who kind of runs the I have a feeling I, have, I know which one it is. And so um, I'm, I'm hoping that this goes good. So, so yeah. So, Dillis, you got the same scenario going on? Her mom loves me. Her mother actually told her, don't mess it up. <laughs> don't. <laughs> exact words. Right. But um, it's pretty much, well, what I did was I kind of reached out to them the other day for, Nico knows I'm doing something for my fiance for her birthday coming up. And so actually included them. So they were like, oh my God, thank you so much. We appreciate it. No problem. So I kind of like, kind of like to speak back off. Broke them all. Yeah. Southern hospitality, trying mm -hmm. to like break. Break mm -hmm. that open up the lines of communication that way. Cool. So, right. I said I was going to my um, it's my daughter's, and she lives out on the East Bay in California. Mm -hmm. And so, when you speak of self care, they going there actually helps me limit how many hours I work because I've got mm -hmm. you know grandkids, and 
Plus they do things like go to Treasure Island and look at the city and, you know, and stuff like that. And I absolutely love doing that. Um, so yeah, so there's those, there are issues as usual with any family, there's those little dynamics that crop mm -hmm. up, but the benefit that I walk away with being able to cut back on my computer time, not I'm a workaholic, so I'll mm -hmm. sit and work till I go to bed, you, you know, do. even though I'm I might watch TV, I'm, yeah, <laughs> so it actually is a benefit to go and um, just kind of be, you know, just really be like, I asked him to go to the city because I love going to San Francisco and just, um, you know, seeing the ice skating rink and going down to the Embarcadero and all that kind of stuff. It's just fun. Yep. I love yeah. Good we walked time. across the Golden Gate last time I was, yeah, last time I was down there. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> yeah. It was fun. It's, yeah, it's lovely for sure. Yeah. One thing we do at our family is we turn off everything electronic in our house at nighttime. No later than 10. Typically we yeah. try to do nine, but we get some, some eh from the teenager. So mm -hmm. uh, we just implemented that last week, 10 o'clock. Uh, it's changed our lives. Yeah. Everything, unplug, computer, everything's off. Mm -hmm. Wi-Fi's off, everything done. Wow, good. It, it just, yeah, it's, it's amazing. We, we just, that's radical self-care. That's actually, you know, when my, when I was raising my granddaughter, she had insomnia. And so one of the things that her counselor told us was that she needed to stop all electronics an hour before she, go, because it plays in your mind. And the light. And, and to read the most boring book she could find. Mm -hmm. Whatever boring. And, so, and it worked, you know, yeah. but if you think about it, and I, you know, you brought up blacklist. I've watched some of those shows before bed and then I go to bed and yeah. now that I'm older, I recognize it and I'm laying in bed and I am playing those murder scenes and all this kind of stuff constantly and I'm all night long. And it's like, okay, I just can't do this. Can't do these kinds of shows right before bed anymore. Mm -hmm. And see, I'm, I'm a, I'm a crimeaholic. I was a correction officer and I watched everything. <laughs> I didn't know that blacklist was that. So now I'm gonna go watch it. Oh, it's so good. I didn't want to say Dexter for binge watching and stuff, but I mean, <laughs> it's, it's a thing and it doesn't bother me, but I used to tell people, I used to watch Lifetime and all those things because I used to, it used to give me a confidence booster. It used to be like, oh, my life's not that bad, you know, and, and, and so now, now I'm trying to make myself do action and comedy because I don't feel the need as much as I used to. I, I'm watching my life kind of evolve, and so I'm trying to find new things. I'm, I'm laughing a lot more. I have found that I laugh a lot more now. I'm goofy and I allow myself to be. And I used to be the most serious, stringent person um, because I don't know why. I, 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 it was pain, I do know why. Um, but now I just, I just try to enjoy the moment. I'm listening to you and I'm like seeing the visions of the colors. And I actually lived somewhere for the first time in 20 years where the leaves changed. And little things like that, they really do make a, a big difference. And that's why, Dillis, you talk about moving. The best thing I did was move and leave and marry my husband. And I don't know where I'm going to live in six months. But you know what? I'm finally open to it because it has forced me to mature. It has forced me to grow. It has forced me to explore. It's forced me to travel. And it has forced me to recognize where, who, like, like I posted today, who invests in me and who I need to invest in. Because when we're closed off and we don't allow ourselves to be filled, you know, we don't flourish. You know, we're stagnant like a dead flower, you know, and I, I right now I'm being fertilized. So, you know, and that's 
we talk about working all the time. That's kind of addictive too, because it, know, oh, it is. It is. If you're around the right energy. It's hard sometimes to like unplug because it's like, oh my gosh, where's this been all my life? You know, but but it is good. So even thinking about the holidays and stuff, I'm like, oh, okay, because because now I am different than I was before. So when you said just be me, I'm like, which me? Because like the working me and the coach me is the different me than the mom me is different than the wife me is different than the that's those masks those masks we put on well it's it's new too so it's like trying to figure out how to make it all mesh in a healthy way Mm -hmm. i know how to make it mesh in the chaotic crazy way of just winging it but that's not even who i am anymore you know Mm -hmm. isn't life a fantastic journey I mean, yes. it's just like, yes. yeah, people used to, do you remember when you were 21 and you thought everything, you'd be an adult and you would know it all at 21? I mean, I did. Anyway. Like an adult, though. And now I know that the journey never ends. You know, it doesn't end until the day you end, but mm-hmm. you're constantly learning and growing if you allow yourself to. I, I always say we never stop growing until we take our last breath. Right. Yep. Do you know some people don't grow? And that's the problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, girl. Those little boys and little girls are still inside controlling the grown men and grown women. I tell everybody, growth has nothing to do with age. Mm-mm. It really I does. I learn something all the time. Yep. Yeah. So what is the number one boundary we are going to implement in the next 30 days? Hmm. That's a good question. My boundary is I'm putting myself first and not not third or fourth or fifth or second. I'm putting myself first. I like that. Yeah, I like that. That's good. Which is, I have notes here, practice self-care, which means putting yourself first. Hmm. So kind of goes exactly with what you're saying, Monica. I like that. I might adopt that one so um all right well and the last thing i want to ask each of you is we're can you believe that 2019 is knocking on the door okay what goal do you have for 2019 Ooh. huh i said what goal don't i have i think i've just completed all the goals. <laughs> yeah. i think for me the goal is to um love this woman even more. I don't feel like I've loved anyone as much as I love her. And just to continue that, because I'm in a space right now where I actually, before, and she told me this when we met, <clears throat> I have half loved people in my life and I had up a wall because of all the things that's happened to me. So I'm learning to like fully love her. And oh, love wow. Her. Yeah. <clears throat> yep. Wow. That's, that's huge. I, I get it. I, I totally get that. So I think I, I had it and I lost it. Okay. Somebody else go. (laughs) (laughs) She messed me up because I was like, Ooh, I'm guilty. (laughs) Am I guilty? (laughs) I'll go. I, I have a mission. My mission Uh is to reach a million people by the year two. I think I have 2021, Mm -hmm. um, and help them, um, really live the life they want and not the one that they've been told they need to do because Mm. we've all been told this is what you should do in your life you know oh my god you want to do what you know enough of that bullshit (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I, I'm like, kicking that. I'm really um, upping my game to make that happen really in my, 2019 to really get it going and be out there, speak, talk, because I have a message to share and yeah. to embrace my age, which, you And you're know, fabulous, Linda. You are absolutely <laughs> fabulous. You know, so that's my goal for 2019. Monica, what's your goal? Oh, I like oh, your life plan. Oh, no, my goal is, you know, take over the world uh, and build my empire. Just that. Okay. <laughs> 2019. Is if anyone is interested. <laughs> um, just a small piece. Just, just a small piece. Uh, you know, reaching people. Being, stay, staying my true self. I mean, Scaling your business is one thing, doing this, doing that. But if, if I'm not true to myself and I keep myself in check, um, none of other stuff's going to work. So I have to play it close to home mm -hmm. before I can go out and play uh, in other people's parks. That sounds kind of weird, but I like it. I'll go with <laughs> no, that. That's, if you're right. You're 100% right. Totally. No. Yep. I get it. It does sound funny, but I get it. I know what you mean. <laughs> My, my, uh, my goal for 2019 is to break old patterns. I, um, to, re to relate to what Dilla said, I, um, I, I have always had a, a guard up for knowing how to accept love and accept help. And in the last couple months of my life, um, bo both me and Dilla just had hysterectomies. I'm in week five, she's in week six. And um, it is like, you know, it's the first time I have been vulnerable to that degree. And it was hard for me because I've always been abused. And so um, it's hard to accept love and to learn how to love yourself and be loved. And so in 2019, I think for me is to just surrender and be open because I have been guarded and I never would have thought so. I used to teach people about that, but I was guarded. You know, I've, I've always had this shield and being She-Ra and fighting crime and <laughs> advocating for the world, but I was closing myself off from blessings and you know love and opportunity and growth and now i'm wide open and um and that is my goal for 2019 to be ready to receive beautiful great well i want to thank each of you guys for being here i want you guys to each say your name for the listeners so they know who you are and how to find you go ahead linda linda clay and I am on Facebook, Instagram, wherever, all the social media channels. It's Linda M. Clay is how I am in there. My Facebook business page is Linda M. Clay Biz. I have a Facebook group. I have, I'm on Instagram, Pinterest, all of it. All right. Uh, Dillis? Dillis Victoria. You can find me everywhere. Just type in D-H-Y-L-L-E-S. I'm the only one. Thank you, Mommy. <laughs> <laughs> So Dillis, Dillis Victoria, Dillis.com. Facebook is Dillis. Instagram, Dillis. Everything Dillis. And Monica? MonicaTheCoach.com. Um, on almost every platform you can imagine. Uh, street corners and soapboxes. <laughs> what? Who said that? And, you know, the thing is, I'm here to serve. So any of the calls on here, give me a call. MonicaTheCoach.com. And I'm Anika Wilson, and I want to thank you guys all for tuning in to Your Voice, Your Power. Um, thank you, ladies, for being here. Monica, thank you for pushing me 
Um, you actually inspire me a lot. Linda, I love your story and I'm so happy. And we definitely have more to come, all of you three. Um, y'all are y'all are very um, paramount in my career and in my life, my personal oh, thank you. Life. So oh, I thank nice. you guys for being a part thank of my you. journey. And um, I, I wish you guys a happy holiday. And to the listeners, you guys keep listening out for whatever these ladies have. They're amazing. And um, again, thanks for tuning in to Your Voice, Your Power. Have a powerful day.